Get it, girl. That sounds so much better in the shower. I'm sure it does, but we can totally give you a wooden mic prize. But can it have sparkles on it? Of course. The mic that I can drop. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to invest in that one day. Mm-hmm. When we have money to invest in things. <laughs> in, it, in anything. <laughs> Bitch. So I go to pick and pay, right? <coughs> and I remember that... I have not used my smart shopper points. Ooh. Girl, I accumulated 68 rand. And let me tell you how chuffed Look I was. At you go. So chuffed. You're like a hustler. Pistaye. Hustler. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my email. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Welcome to Thunderwood. Oogly, boogly. Woodly, woo. We're back, bitches. Left. So, we have Cupcake in studio. It is going to be WTL Fism. Mm-hmm. Welcome, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's, it's actually good to be back. It better be, bitch. No, but like, I did see you guys. We just That's didn't true. record. That's true. So, but it's, and by the way, I have 70 Rand in my small chopper. Fucking slay. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> It's like she might take the title of hustler. I don't have a smart shopper. I'm a hustler. You're the baller. And I'm a broke bitch. (laughs) You're you're the trophy wife. Yay. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it on this. I'll tell you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to start with your smart shopper. You get your discam card, your clicks card, your checkers card. Savings for days. Slay, I love that. The only yeah. thing I have is that thing on my Capitec app that when you tap, it like rounds up. Better. I and love then you better. D- well, that's a good start. That, but then I ha- I see like eight rand in it and then I'm like, let me just move it to the other account. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 20 rand still. We could just make this a full hundred. You see, look at us. Do you guys know how many times there has been a solid five rand and 80 cents in that live better account and then i transfer it to pay my rent and then i made it yes i made it That's i've done that so that fucking five rand in that little thing has saved my life a few times let me true. tell you bitch if we could have coupons like the americas did you know those bitches with the flip files i would be the coupon the, lady i would be a coupon lady i would have a fucking room one room in my house yes. would be dedicated you know, we Shit. could start. We Did you guys ever watch that show? Yes. On BBC. Loved that show. We would be those people like coupons and killers. Yeah. Like we talk about killers while we're couponing. Oh my God. Like that would be us. Am I what I want for my life? <laughs> <laughs> my life is meaningless now. So let's all just pack up, move to America, get no. a whole bunch of coupons, rebrand ourselves and then we fucking go. I'm good. Thanks. I like reproductive rights. <laughs> Very fucking valid. <laughs> Amen. Drops the wooden mic. <laughs> Bedazzled mic. We, we all need to have a mic drop moment in every episode. Have you guys so. heard of vidjazzling? I reserve not to comment on that. Hi, <laughs> guys. I have. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. There's a South Park episode <laughs> where she explains the vajazzling and then if you, you, you have to shove some glitter in because then when you queef, it's <laughs> pff, glitter party. 
Oh, my stomach hurts. I'm so hungry. I'm laughing so much. I think I might throw up. And, and it's... So grief, girl. <laughs> I'm going to be... I think we should just edit this whole first... This whole section. <laughs> Bloopers, yeah, we fucking come. Because it, it, it doesn't really lead us into today's case either. Um. Okay, wait. What is today's case? Let's let's find the so, topic of conversation to so lead into this. Let's let's just completely veer left and go the other way. Okay. Today's case is about South Africa, the death penalty, and extradition. Well, queefing does make me want to <laughs> die. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. And queefing, according to B, is the death sentence to the moment the mood yes and you then you then <laughs> wish that you could be extradited to another dimension i can't <laughs> link made <laughs> okay i'll give you that i'll give you that wow okay guys <laughs> moving along okay so basically this is about south africa's opinion on extraditing people to countries that have the death penalty, mm. which I thought is very relevant considering we've done a couple of extra extradition cases. Yes, because mm. one thing that I wondered, my brain is still by Peter. Okay, it's taking me this, the, the relationship with this case, they must say it takes about three months to get over mm. a year long relationship. And I've spent two months on this and i don't know what the equivalent is of getting over it maybe a week maybe two months i don't know <laughs> but i also want to know if he does get paroled whether he will be extradited most likely though because he was here legally yeah if i'm not mistaken does lucidu have the death penalty not as far as i know oh. man because i want to mm. send him somewhere where they do but send can't. him to my house the- <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> She's got guns in her weave. <laughs> I hide blades in my titties. <laughs> so, so yeah. and that is, even if he would be extradited to South Africa, say for instance, they do not, but say for instance, Denmark had the death penalty. He would not be sent there. Nope. Tell me everything you know. Go, <laughs> you really need to take this mic. My intrusive thoughts are going to get the rest of you. No, no, we can't go down another side road here. Hey. Okay. <laughs> are you all strapped in? Ready. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to so, make me angry today? I don't think I'll make you angry. Maybe. No. I don't know. Okay. Are you going to make me angry? I hope not. Varushka. Pray for me. Stay, in, stay, stay inside. We need to put like warnings on episodes for me <laughs> it's like pray for me S- send good vibes <laughs> can i just tell you guys something sorry so i have this thing where we have spoken about this where it can be the most low budget horrible horror movie i will fucking watch it and what is even better than the ones you know are going to be bad are the ones you don't think are going to be bad and then they turn out so bad so i watched the black demon 
Oh, God. Yes. It's about a megalodon. Okay. And this oak goes, he's some sort of oil rigging engineer that goes to these oil rigs yeah. in the ocean. Okay. Now, this oil rig has pissed off Mother Nature. And now there's a megalodon that chows the people. Anyway. So, the people living in this small little town don't like the megalodon. Yeah. They call it the black demon. So this guy that needs to go <laughs> inspect this oil rig, right? He gets one of the locals to take him on a little boat to the oil rig. But this guy... Sure, there's a megalodon. We'll take a dinghy boat. So this guy... But listen. So this guy takes him a little bit into the ocean and he stops. And there's another boat waiting there. And the guy's like, uh, aren't you going to take me all the way to the oil rig? And this whole movie, they are talking about the the black demon in spanish and they use all it that they talk about these gods and these you know it's all these big words yeah. and funny words and it's very serious very spiritual but this guy <laughs> when he asks him aren't you gonna take me all the way the guy in the boat goes oh bad vibes <laughs> That can be merch. Definitely. Uh-uh. Bad vibes. Uh-uh. Bad bitch. I had to pause because I laughed oh my gosh. so hard. But there's I always died. little like nuggets of movies like that that are just so perfect. Good. So good. They're just so perfect. Yeah. So yes. Uh-uh. Bad vibes. Okay. Bring us the, the bad vibes. My be, body is be good red. good vibes. <laughs> my body is not red. So this is the case. <laughs> Of Minister of Home Affairs and others, V. Tsebe and others, Minister of Justice and Constitutional Development, and another, V. Tsebe and others. Okay, so, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a mouthful. So what happened was... This sounds like a bunch of people suing each other. Yeah. So they... You are correct. <laughs> so... Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> we are going to have such a long episode. Oh, my God. We're going to get nowhere today. No, God. Okay, so this case, basically what happened, just to give explain the name, why it's so long. So it's Minister of Home Affairs and others, V. Tsebe and others. That's the first case. Then the Minister of Justice and Constitutional Development and another V. Tsebe and others is the other case. Is everybody suing Tsebe? No, they are. So firstly, the court went on appeal. For the sentence where the Minister of Justice and the Minister of Home Affairs was involved with the extradition. And then they turned around and said, nah, we want to take this further. So that's kind of how it's going to get explained. It's going okay. to get explained. Be patient. Yeah, yeah. So, so just we'll get there. Stop jumping gun. Because <laughs> your brain works at 120 million kilometers <coughs> an hour. You ask the questions that need to be asked. Too quick. <laughs> she's she's a firecracker today. <laughs> I mean, in a loving way. It's just, I know her. Her brain's going like this. That's true. And all the questions she has are so valid. And mm. then I'm like, girl, we're going to get there. And she's like, okay, okay. But then I know she just wants to know now. And I'm like, I get it. Mm. I get it. Because I'm the same with her. That's why, I could, that's why I'm like, I know. That's I'm why I get to do the same to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> okay. So... The Constitutional Court handed down a judgment in two similar cases dealing with the issue of whether the South African government is entitled to deport or extradite a person charged with a capital offence 
in a country seeking his extradition. After having sought, after having sought and been refused a written assurance from the extraditing state that the death penalty will not be imposed or if imposed will not be executed. So basically they want to know that or this, the government would want to know then if they do extradite this person that is on death row or has committed a capital offense in another country that they either won't get the death sentence or if they do get it it won't be executed. So they'll get like a suspended death sentence. Kinda. I don't know how that would work. The main objective of Mr. Tsebe's and Mr. Pale's applications were to secure an order prohibiting the government, the Minister of Home Affairs, specific officials of the Department of Home Affairs, the Minister of Justice and others from extraditing or deporting the applicant to the Republic of Botswana in each case unless Botswana provided a written guarantee that in the event that the applicant was found guilty of murder, the death penalty would not be applied, or if it was, it would not be carried out. So, this is even a big word for me, obligable assurance. Assuming it is derived from the word obliged. Or obligated. Yes. Yeah. So, they are obligated. To assure the country. To assure, yeah. yes. Additionally, Mr. Tsebe requested an order stating that it would be illegal and unconstitutional to extradite or deport him in the absence of the necessary guarantee. But now... Okay, questions. Go. You can feel free to answer this not right now. (laughs) Fair enough. But would that not... Would it not make sense then if... Anybody who whom is in a country that has the death penalty, they just quickly shabooble to South Africa because they know they cannot be extradited and then receive the death penalty. So isn't that just a worldly loophole? Because he committed those things. He was charged with the death penalty there. Then he came here and then they wanted him back. Or did he get charged with the death penalty while he was here? How, where's that? Because there must be. So we're going to get into the story now. Okay. I'm confused. But I do, I do think on one hand it is a bit of a loophole. But firstly, I think if you're smart enough, because if you are on the run, you, depending on what country you're from, you're going to go to, rather go to a country that has no extradition policy with your country. than just come somewhere because you can still be extradited. They just can't kill you. Or if they don't see that, well, like, we'll get into the repercussions of it. Yeah, because that is where my brain my brain mm. is going. No, we, we're going to get in there. It's Are we coming. not just creating? That's okay. why there's so much information. Okay. Hoy. Okay. So, Mr. Tsebe, a Botswana national, was charged in July 2008 with killing his spouse or intimate partner in Botswana. In October 2009, Mr. Pale was the target of a similar charge regarding his girlfriend or wife. It is sufficient to state that, assuming the claims of how they killed their companions are accurate, the killings were gruesome rather than going into detail about how they are supposed to have done it. 
Mr. Tsebe and Mr. Pale escaped to South Africa when the authorities in Botswana attempted to arrest them in separate events and at different dates. It was common cause that Mr. Tsebe's entry into South Africa was illegal. Mr. Pale disputes the contention that his entry into South Africa was illegal. He claims to have a South African identity document and to be a citizen of that country. According to the Department of Home Affairs, he obtained the South African identity papers by fraud and is not a citizen of South Africa. Following Mr. Tsebe and Mr. Pale's departure from Botswana, the country's authorities filed arrest orders for them. Additionally, Botswana asked South Africa to extradite the individuals so they could be charged with murder in Botswana. So South Africa found them? Yeah. Were they arrested here for being here illegally or did they get up to I some other shit? I think it was kind of a bit of both. They, I don't think they got up to like anything here. So they didn't do anything illegal in South Africa except for being here? Not that I can remember, but we'll get, we'll see. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Following the Extradition Act, an investigation was started at the Mokopane Magistrates Court to determine if Mr. Tsebe was eligible for extradition. In a letter to his counterpart in Botswana, the former Minister of Justice stated that South Africa would not extradite Mr. Tsebe unless Botswana provided the necessary guarantee. In response, Botswana stated that neither its domestic legislation nor its extradition agreement with South Africa contained any clause requiring it to provide the necessary assurance. A meeting between the country's justice ministers was a failed attempt at reaching a consensus on 14 July 2009. Botswana suggested that Mr. Tsebe be tried in South Africa for his alleged crimes, this was not possible, though, as South Africa did not have legislation that would grant our courts jurisdiction to try people for crimes committed outside of its borders. Mr. Tsebe was thus found eligible for extradition. In accordance with Section 11b3 of the Extradition Act, the Justice Minister issued an order on August 25, 2009, stating that Mr. Tsebe should not be sent over to Botswana to face murder charges. In view of the requirements of Section 11b3 of the Extradition Act and the ruling of this court in Mohammed and others v. President of South Africa and others, the Justice Minister's order in this regard was based on internal legal advice that he was provided. Okay, wait. Yes. So the one is being sent back mm. and the this, other one is fighting it. So this focuses more on Mr. Tsebe's case because he was the one who spearheaded it okay but both were kind of lumped in together okay but the one got approved mm. to go back yeah so far without yes. any the, agreements yeah. upon not execution. that's where all okay. the extra names it's not just sv this okay. it's minister of and justice then, and whatever and then Mm. decided, okay, my buddy over here got approved. I need to fight harder. Otherwise, I'm mm. also going back. Okay. Mm. Basically. Pa. What's Pale? No, it's Pale. Mm. Yeah, he was the one that was like... I always saw him like a shadow character yeah. in the case. Like, so he's now waiting to go back. Sebe's waiting to go back, but he's fighting it. Is Pale already sent Pale is there. No, Pale is here. He's kind of... But that's why I say he's like a shadow character in I'm this. I'm really confused. Okay, wait, carry on. Maybe we'll, maybe. 
So in the end, the Minister of Home Affairs decided that Ms. Tsebe ought to be deported. She seemed to have made her choice, at least partially, based on legal advice from some Department of Home Affairs internal legal consultants. The Home Affairs Minister deported Ms. Tsebe to Botswana for several reasons, including that the possibility that South Africa would still exert pressure on Botswana to avert the death penalty if Mr. Tsebe was found guilty of the murder and given a death sentence. He, they weren't tried yet. No. Uh. No, 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 no. So these, okay. So they were like, they okay. literally thought to themselves, we still have some time. <laughs> they Let's send him back. Let mm. him be tried. Maybe we don't even have to have this fight because maybe he's not going to get yeah. the death penalty. But if he does... Then we'll put pressure yeah, on him. Yeah. Okay, so okay. basically, they were accused of killing their partners. They fled to South Africa. They got caught here. And now there's this big argument of whether or not to extradite them. And the Minister of Home Affairs, following the Extradition Act, said, okay, no, but listen, there's all this. With legal advice, There's this is what we need to do because Botswana's not playing ball. So we can, we're can we going to have to send them back, but we can just put pressure on them okay. when they're there. Okay. So that's kind of the summary. I'm following now. Hmm. I should uh, just shut up. <laughs> Try to tell you. <laughs> so I'll summary read that. So if he was found guilty and given the death sentence, even after Botswana had refused to provide the necessary assurance. So we could still do that, even though they had said, nah fam, we ain't doing that. The Minister of Home Affairs omitted to mention what would happen if Botswana refused to give in to pressure at such time that he be in Botswana. So this is Mr. Tsebe now. Another rationale was that Mr. Tsebe continued to be an undocumented foreign national and the Immigration Act mandated his deportation. Mr. Tsebe urgently requested an interim interdict in the High Court to stop the Home Affairs Minister, specifically Department of Home Affairs officials, the Justice Minister and the government from extraditing or deporting him to Botswana until they had the necessary assurance in order to stop his impending deportation. Victor J. issued an order for an interim injunction while the Home Affairs minister d- Minister's decision to deport Mr. Tsebe was being reviewed and perhaps overturned. Following the filing of Mr. Tsebe's application in the High Court, he was accused of violating the Immigration Act and sent to Kreasdorp Prison, where he was held as a prisoner awaiting trial. Mr. Tsebe passed away, unfortunately, on the 27th of November 2010, before the High Court's ability to consider his application. The full court gave the matter careful consideration and concluded that it was bound by the ruling made by this court in Muhammad and that there was no basis for differentiating that the current case or differentiating the current case from Muhammad. This led the court to the conclusion that it would be illegal and subject Mr. Tsebe and Mr. Pale to the possibility of the death penalty if the government deported, extradited or transported them to Botswana. The full court held, ruled that if the respondents in question extradited, deported or otherwise transferred Mr. Pale to Botswana without the necessary assurance, they would likewise violate their constitutional obligations under Section 7.2 of the Constitution that states all citizens are equally entitled to the rights, privileges and benefits of citizenship 
and equally subject to the duties and responsibilities of citizenship. This allowing for foreign nationals who are suspected of crimes that could result in death penalty in the countries where they are tried originally not being extradited by South Africa. One of the presiding judges wrote, We as a nation have chosen to walk the path of the advancement of human rights. No matter who the person is and no matter what the crime is that he is alleged to have committed, we shall not in any way be party to his killings as a punishment and we will not hand such person over to another country and expose him to the real risk of the imposition and the death penalty upon him. An article written for Mail and Guardian stated that in his judgment, Zondo noting that South Africa had passed legislation allowing for people to be tried in South Africa for specific crimes committed outside of its borders, like Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act and the implementation of the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court Act for Crimes Against Humanity wrote, there is no reason why similar legislation cannot or should not be put into place to ensure that persons can be tried by the South African courts when countries in which they allegedly committed the crimes are not prepared to give the requisite assurance that suspects will not face the death penalty when tried. Okay, dumb that down. Do you want questions first or do you want dumb down first? Dumb it down for me and then she can ask her questions. Okay. So basically, everything that happened... The Tsebe issued or commissioned an interdict to stop his deportation so that the case could be looked at from a constitutional aspect. Mm. But he unfortunately passed away before it went to court. Mm-hmm. That's why Pale then started to be named. That's why he was like a shadow character in mm. the beginning. Mm. Because the case kind of focused mainly on Tsebe because he was the one who brought the application. Mm. But it affected Pale because he was in the same boat. So the court decided that for us to almost that logic of how can we as a country abolish the death penalty, but then willingly and knowingly extradite alleged criminals to countries where we know that their sentence will probably be the death penalty if they get it. Mm. It goes against the constitution that we have chosen to live by, that we have chosen. That's why I loved what the judge said in the sentencing was that we have chosen to walk this path Mm. so as a country that has chosen to uphold basic human rights and to uphold uphold people to standards of this is how people should be treated how can we turn someone away that is walking into the death penalty so that's when the courts decided okay no they're not allowed to be deported if you are so if you are suspected of a crime Mm. in another country and they have the death penalty. So, for instance, what happened? Mm. Sebe and Pale, if they were sitting now, their case had happened already, we're sitting now. They wouldn't be deported, they'd be tried here. Because we now have legislation that lets us try them. In hopes that their trial will be like a more constitutional trial. Yeah, and, and tr- in hopes that they'll get a fair trial. and okay. Because, I mean, if you think of a lot of these countries, how do, it's alleged. Mm. It's not necessarily you know they kind of you don't know the chain of evidence you don't know how things have gone down these oaks might even be innocent like you don't know i can see i can see where's the spray bottle i can see <laughs> she's got like a stance and a breath she takes when varushka is about to come out because this is 
this is your demons are fights. I'm going to just sit over here Fair and enough. observe. Fair enough. So, yes. Thank you. I understand you and un- I follow. Okay, good. I are invested. Okay. Varushka, you have the floor. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Babies. Okay, so... I get it. I understand. You cannot... If people come into your country, they must have rights. Mm. They must abide by your laws. And you need to give them the rights. You give your people that abide your laws. Mm. I get that. Beautiful. Love it. But now, bar the fact that we then do not have, like you said, the chain of evidence, how the crime was investigated exactly, Mm. unless they send it to us. Mm. And hopefully whomever is now doing this investigation, they can't investigate it further. They now need, if more investigation needs to happen, according to us, does the other country then do it? Do they send it to us? How? I'm not sure how that would work. I couldn't find any... Like, this case was hard enough to find. It's been named... It was weird. In a lot of our law notes, it's been named Mm. a different name. So, it was very... Like, I had to almost look for the facts first. So, I couldn't really find anything that linked to it. So, we know in our country that if the evidence... If there's a little discrepancy, Mm. you walk. You probably have a free life. Mm. So... I feel that this is just opening up a whole thing in certain cases, not all of them. But if there is, according to us, any discrepancies, this person might go free. Mainly because of probably some lost in translation, some information is getting, isn't coming through properly. Mm. Maybe they don't have all the facts of the case. Maybe they don't understand it. And the law in that country might be very different to our constitution. Mm. So we might see things differently, which might end up either this person walking free. Okay. That option is there. All right. Let's just, it is there. Yeah. This might happen. Maybe that, that doesn't happen. Maybe they do get tried. Maybe they are found guilty, but then we make them serve their sentences, most likely concurrently, They can get out quicker because we already do not have enough space for our own fucking prisoners. So we are setting free our own country's people that are fucking up because we don't have enough housing for them. Now they want to take people that are so bad their country wants to execute them. Now we say, no, no, no. We'll keep them, we'll try them, we'll probably give them 25 years and then they can be paroled in South Africa. So yes, okay, Hade, constitution, beautiful, okay? Where I understand why they are doing this, I get it. But how can we be so advanced on paper saying this to people, being the safe haven for these criminals and we'll treat you fairly Come here, you know. But like I said, this wasn't easy to we, find. So I yeah, don't think it's readily something that people Google. <laughs> but we are not putting into practice things that will keep the citizens that are already here safe. 
So now we are, this country is already letting criminals go free that, in my opinion, should not fucking see daylight again. So we already have that problem. Alkla. Mm. Now we are probably going to have capital murder people that are so bad that their country wants to kill them. Their country so wants to execute the them. Thing. And now it's we alleged. have them. So, and the th- my thing, mm. so what I took away with this, what I took away from it was a lot of these countries that still have the death penalty now don't necessarily operate out of a perfect world. You know, they, and I'm not putting anything on any other country like we all have our struggles South Mm. Africa has just as much corruption as the next one but there's a lot of countries that I look at that I go okay I wouldn't want to be charged with something there because the likelihood that they just found evidence and that you look good for it Mm. is probably much higher than you actually did do it so this is why I say it's alleged no I understand that not they yeah. weren't convicted felons that came yeah. over here and we're saying, no, we're not sending them back. Yeah. We were going, okay, what's the chances of them getting a fair trial? Yeah, but... You know, what, is, what are the chances? Would you want to be charged with something yeah. there? Like, but are we not doing know? the exact same for actual convicted killers? But that's... See, this is where the thing... How do we know who the, like, the active, actually convicted killers are? So, say, for instance... Pity commits a capital offense, mm. gets charged with it, fucking escapes, comes and hides in South Africa. What's the likelihood of that happening? <laughs> a lot. It's happened. It, a it's lot. It's probably happened a lot. But that's the thing. So a lot of these laws are, there would be like one, there would be the case that brought the law into action. But like we've said with a lot of these cases, there's the likelihood of something like this happening again isn't very high in considering what we have. So I look at it and I go, okay, cool. If this is the case, there is legislation there. We do have rights. We are in, like that was the international criminal court that said, you know, they they should, most countries should have this legislation because it does, it it opens up the doors for people that because I just think of it and I know this is personalizing it but I just think of how many people have we read about South African citizens that were charged with things that they didn't necessarily do in other countries Mm. and we have outrage because they didn't do it how can Mm. they but those authorities are looking at it from the point of view of they were caught red-handed obviously they did it you know if that's and I look at that and I go, I would want them to be able to have a fair trial. I wouldn't want them to be sitting in a place where, because there are a lot of countries that I look at and I go, oh, hell no, I do not want to be caught with anything there. It's taught to you when you, want, when you consider traveling. They talk about what countries should you be scared of, what countries should are fine. You know, you, you know, like there's a, there's a whole flipping guide that's given to you from your mom mm. and from everyone you know and... So I look at that and I go, okay, cool. If this is the case, if we do have situations like this, there is legislation that is there to refer back to and to use. Yeah. I, hundred, like I said, I 100% understand where this is coming from. The thing that gets to me is we can see the beauty in all of this. Wow. Yay. But why? <laughs> 
the fuck do we do these things? Do we decide these things when our systems are falling apart? We cannot physically... We can't cope with what we have. Hmm. We physically cannot cope with what we have. Hmm. So all of the funds, all of the energy that is being put into this that make us sound so fantastic... I feel like it's just... I feel like we're masking half the time. Yes. It is. It angers me because... Why is there... How have we gotten that far on paper? But this is the thing. But then you come here and you look at the actual... What the fuck is actually happening here? This is where you need to understand the structure of our government and our judicial system and our state department. So that we have separations of state. So we have the judiciary, we have the legislative body, and then we have the governing body. So the courts do not get involved with the ministers or the mm. presidents or the, the actual implementation of legislation. The courts aren't involved in that. They're involved in case law. They can suggest things, like the yeah. constitutional court can suggest that legislation, so you'll see, if you go look at most constitutional court judgments, they'll say we give the legislature, legislation body two years mm. to come back to us because they need to, the court doesn't make the rule, the legislative body does. So there's, because of that, the courts can make a ruling like this. They did. They made the ruling. So case law was brought into effect. The government that we know that runs South Africa that does wasn't involved in that at all. They were involved in it from a point of view of the deportation and the Department of Home Affairs and the Department the Minister of Justice and all of they were involved in it from the, the negotiating with Botswana and the deportation side. Mm-hmm. But it's not a thing of they're now focused on protecting everyone else. That's why the country's not running like it should. No, I understand. To me it's just what we are creating is basically this little safe haven for people that can come hide here. And even if we do catch them, don't worry, the law will protect mm. you. That is what, because the systems are so up to shit that you'll probably get away with it. But don't worry, the law's got you, the law's got your back. So even if that happens, if you do by some miracle get caught, because I mean, we struggle to catch our own bloody criminals. Even if that does happen, how long will it take for us to find you? How many crimes could you commit here without us even knowing about it? I mean, there, Ruth Lawrence was hiding here as a suspected double murder person. Mm. For how long? They literally placed Neville in prison for murder without connecting the little dots that Ireland wants him as well. So he got here, did more shit, and got caught, and even with him in prison, did not realize, oh fuck, Ireland wanted him. You know, it's just that whole, I understand that the law, our systems need to catch up to the law, but something else needs to be put in place because they are creating this cycle where this is just the perfect place for criminals to come into because it's easy to get into South Africa. There, Peter Frederiksen lied, got into South Africa, did a whole bunch of shit, and is also sitting in prison now. But if he wasn't allowed to get into South Africa in the first Mm. place, none of this would have happened. 
And then they say, yeah, no, we're going to charge you because you lied. How the fuck was he able to lie? Mm. How, the, how so the fuck are these people firstly getting into our country? Maybe before thinking about worrying about deporting these criminals, why wasn't the focus on the actual people coming into the country, then we wouldn't have had to worry about it because they wouldn't be the, here. In the Fredrickson case, the magistrate even said that it's not just because he created a business, if I remember correctly, just because he created a business doesn't excuse the lack of policing on the police's, yes. on SAP's part. Yes. So, my, in my opinion, we are not... And this is also from chatting to someone I know that is an ex-officer. The systems are not the problem. The training is not the problem. It's the people that are the, that are the problem. So it's the people going through the training. Because but they are the system, are they not? They become the system. No, they do. But the system that runs... That's, that's supposed to run. You that so the system you work under when you decide to embark on your journey into becoming a police officer or into doing anything, those all run. They run effectively. And he this man was a he trained at one of the police I don't want to say police academy because then I just think of the movie. <laughs> but he was a training officer and he said everything works. Everything on like when you look at it, it works. They get the right amount of training. They get you know they don't pass if they failed. Like everything's working as it should. The problem is, and this is the way he described it to me, and then it hit me because I sat back and I thought about it, and I was like, "You're actually right." Think of a kid from a small town. We won't even think like informal settlements, just small towns, because. Most small towns are generally not, there's a huge disparity of wealth. So you've got the highly wealthy and then the middle class and then the informal settlements. A kid from the middle class in the middle of nowhere is not going to have big dreams of becoming the hotshot lawyer in Joburg. They're going to just be thinking, well, how can I get the hell out of here? So you become a cop. Yeah. Because it's a good salary, it's medical, it's all these benefits, and it's a consistent income to get you out or to get you out of the position you're in. Mm. Doesn't mean you wanted to be a cop, you know, and that's when you said that. I feel like people just abuse their power. I feel as though mm -hmm. it's a, in my head, my, my little conspiracy theory. Is you go in, you do your training, you do all the right things, you get accepted. Because in the back of your head, you know, once you're in that position, you have that power. And you that can't be anything. that can't be not taken from mm. you. Unless, do you want to just grab this out of my hands, bitch? <laughs> no, I wanted to hold it for you. She's about to throw hands here. <laughs> no, I want to hold it for you, so you don't have to hold it. She doesn't love me today. I love you. <laughs> She's spitting fireballs. <laughs> I don't want to take it to say something, I just wanted to... <laughs> there we go. Um, I feel like it's just a power thing. I, mm. I'm, I want to be careful with, with what I say, but it's no lie that our country is very corrupt, mm. and that the people who have power are corrupt people. Um, and I feel as though going into that, I feel like your side of things very accurate, but I feel as though there's another side of once I'm in that position. And I have that power. 
I can abuse the shit out of mm. it. And oh, yeah. who's going to fucking stop me? And that's like an issue I have. With, but hey, that's my two cents. I I don't know. But this is the thing. Like, It's not. And this is why I say it's not the systems. Like this is where I do agree with them. That it's not the systems. But it's the people who run the systems. Mm. But without those people. Technically the system is, not, is just a theory. Yeah, yeah it's just. Okay, so what I'm comparing this to is parents raising a kid. The system works. They do everything parents are supposed to do. This kid grows up, becomes a fucknut. And the parents are like, well, we taught him what we could. Now he's left to his own thingy-me-boops. He's a grown-ass person now. You cannot tell me that that is how our policing system works. We give you all the tools to do what you need to do. And then when you go off to be on your own, YOLO, you go do what you want. No, for sure. Like, I'm, I so don't know 100% sure we didn't go into detail, detail. If these persons fuck up after, yeah, okay, cool. They were given the right training. Fucking A. Great. Why are they not being reprimanded when they fuck up? We just keep pushing fuck up after fuck up after fuck up, thinking that, hey, but the system works. No, it doesn't. It's not working because why are we sitting in the position we are sitting no, in? No, but that's... No. So don't get me wrong. When I say that the system works, I'm not meaning it's working. Mm. I'm meaning on paper. The, the way things are structured, the way things should be run, it should work. Yeah, but that's like saying, okay, we got step one right. Yeah, no, but I but mean, you need effective people to run the things. And yeah. the problem is, is that if you've got people coming in that don't necessarily want to do it, but they're taking the paycheck, they're not going to be giving it their 100%. They're going to be giving it minimal, maybe. And they're going to be cutting corners and taking advantage where they can. So it's not about, because there are people, there are, I, I know of officers that are amazing that have done their jobs, that are throughout departments, just really solid people. Like, they really, I look at and I'm like, yes. But there are others that aren't. But this comes back to my point. But if you do not do anything wrong, how can you be reprimanded? So, But you don't have to be reprimanded if you don't do anything wrong. I'm talking about thing. the ones that are. Yeah, no, 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 but they are. The problem is the missing middle. So the missing middle in that sense of those officers that aren't necessarily doing anything wrong but aren't doing anything right. Yeah. That's that's what I'm like that's the way my brain looks at it is that's the missing middle. They're the ones that are kind of they're probably quiet, they or they probably just fly just under the radar that nothing gets, you know, they do just enough that they're not looked at. But when it comes to actually doing something, then... Nah, but that fine. should not be... Ex- that isn't even accepted in school. If you don't pass grade two, you're going back. If you... You see? you more. <laughs> you... But this is what I'm saying. I'm getting back to the point I made when we first spoke about concurrently. The word I hate more than moist. But anyway... where where we have out of argument's sake 10 people three of them are working their butts off and the other seven are either fucking up or not doing anything so this entire 
maybe the system is not the right word, but this entire thing is resting on the backs of these three people to keep it together. How long are these people going to be able to do this? And this goes in law, in the government, in everywhere. We can physically see every single day We're how starting this... to see the cracks now. This but is that's what thing. I'm saying. And how fucked is it if we are seeing the cracks? Mm-hmm. This is going to all concave onto itself. Concurrently. <laughs> concurrently. One day... No, for sure. It's like, just... Boom. This is, But this is why I said to you the last time we spoke about this is why registering to vote and actually going out to vote for parties that are maybe not in power right now or not the ruling party is so important because that's how in like yes we don't work governmentally the same way everywhere like a lot of other places work but the reality is if you want things to change you've got to You've got to try step up and take action. You've got to be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah, but not as like. <laughs> but like what's it's the not word? that deep, guys. It's all good. Yeah, no, it's like you've just. But it is that deep. Like it's I like kind of feel like. Country. Yeah, like I kind of feel like if you're gonna sit here and bitch and moan about everything, did you vote the last time? Did you vote in the residential vote. elections? Are you registered to vote now? Are you I planning are. on voting now? Because if you're not. You're a part of the problem because it's these people that are turning around saying, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. Look at our population and look how many people voted in the last elections. There's a huge disparity. My thing is, is if every single other person, you add up all those people that think, oh, my vote doesn't count. But all of those people and all of a sudden now those votes do count. Go to to census, go look at what the population of adults are in South Africa Mm. that are from the age of 18 mm. and look at the amount of people that voted in the last elections mm. there's a huge disparity okay so mm, this oh, to me this to me everybody's always going on about people that do not vote always mm. okay cool i get it people should go vote but in the same breath why the fuck are we cucking out people for not voting when for however long they have literally seen how everything has gone to shit. All hope is gone. All hope is gone. The people in power aren't getting reprimanded. The people are left, right and center fucking up, stealing, missing millions, millions. And I understand why South Africa's people don't want to go vote. Because they don't care. Because we have not seen change happen in any way. So, okay, yes, let's go vote for the right people. Who's to say that we're not just going to sit with the same exact shit? Because there's nobody being held accountable for what is currently happening. So we I think, I personally think, <laughs> the way to get these people to vote uh-huh. is if we can, if somebody can come, fucking, I don't know, Superman comes down and says, okay. We are restructuring all of this shit. And the people that fucking aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing 
Hade. Problem is they can't do that until they're in power. As for president. Yes, for I president. do second that, by the way. But Be- the, you can't. But why? So you how can give, are we allowed to have these people in power? But no. How is this happening? I don't know. <gasps> but the reality is, and this is something that like I've been dealing with a lot, is that we want to. Yes, I get the hopelessness. I get that not like knowing what's going to happen, seeing everything fall apart. But then I sit there and I go, okay, cool. But are we planning on going anywhere? Or are we staying here for the rest of our lives? Like, is this our country? It's gotten so bad that we just live in it. Yeah, but this I is, personally but just this drive around I the say. bottles. I don't even complain about them anymore. This is this is this is our but country. No one's going anywhere. Yeah. No one's going anywhere. We're all staying here. So why am I gonna sit down when I won't like this is when I had this epiphany was when I didn't shut up when I heard a misogynistic comment coming from someone mm-hmm. that I didn't even know I was standing in a shop. And I turned around to him and I was like, you should not be saying stuff like that. Then I was like, how can I do that to a stranger about something I feel passionately about? But we're just going to sit down and not like do anything about our country? I also understand like, the you whole know? hopelessness thing of like, you're like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? You're literally going in somewhere and you're making a cross in a box. Not it's only not that. that you, know what, you know what really? And this is, I'm going to go on a little rant now. I'm going to go on a little rant now. So the people that are always the biggest miles about not voting, ask them one party besides our top fives that are in every election, that have always been in every election. They don't know. There are so many parties right now. They Apparently, they, I read an article somewhere where they said the ballot was now extended because there have been 148 parties added or something like that. Let's start a, a Thunder Noodle party. Yeah, right. We would like but slay. my logic is go do some research. It's not rocket science. Go do some research. Look at what these parties are saying in their manifestos. Mm-hmm. Look at what they are wanting to change. There are currently, in my opinion, two parties that I'm looking at that are going, and I'm not naming names because I don't do endorsements, Mm. but that I look at and I'm like, fuck, they actually might, I don't know, what? You know, it's that you see it because we have that inclination. You want to vote for the one you've always voted for, but they're not getting there. So let's try something different. But they might look all shiny. No, for sure. But if we currently have, have had somebody in power that can bend us over and fuck us in the ass, what is stopping the next party to not do the same? Why is there nothing in place stopping what is currently happening? That is the issue. Yes, okay, go vote. Yes, 100%. Stand that. Go vote. You cannot fucking complain if you do not vote. I get that. Hmm. But there's nothing in place stopping the ones in power. Yeah, but then are we just going to constantly... like the, Okay, this is what frustrates me is that, yes, there might not be anything. There might actually be systems in play. Nobody really knows. But so does that mean I'm just going to take being slapped in the face for the rest of my life? Mm. No. Also, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say something. I'm going to tune people and I'm going to stand up for what I believe in mm. and what I think is right. And whether that's a fault in the wind, that's a fault in the wind. My point that I'm trying to make is instead of bashing non-voters, bash the fact that this is happening. No, I feel like people sure bash, I feel like people bash both. 
that's i feel that like goes without saying yeah but what i was gonna say yes. was i feel as though a big issue with the whole voting system and stuff is the fact that there are way too many parties yeah, no, to choose from definitely. because if if everybody's just like gonna vote this one and this one there's way too many there's no way that there's going to actually be a beneficial change it spreads it out too thin exactly mm. and then you have a large group of people that are are gonna vote for your top fives that everybody mm. knows and there are gonna be other people that are gonna vote for some random ass shits that people don't really know about they don't know these people they don't know anything and i feel as though there should be like like with a like with presidency how you can't re mm. re be re-elected or whatever the, i don't know but i feel like that should be the same thing oh, as like perfect you can world. run for two years and if it's fuck never again fuck you you're gone mm. and then like the next five people come in and then we see i don't know because that's the thing like i just feel like w- how can you expect she's mad at me can we not have the option if you do not feel comfortable voting for a party within South Africa that you can vote that fucking Sweden or Switzerland can step in so given current global events I would rather not have another country running us to be very honest no I get that but can the fucking UN, whomever, somebody, can they not be somebody? Because if we do not, tr- I've spoken to so many people about this. If we do not trust out of the 140 we can vote for, if we do not trust any of them, how many people decide not to vote? Not because they're lazy, not mm. because of this. It's because they don't want to cast their vote for any of these fuckers. Why is there not another option? Give us something else. Yeah. Huh? I feel as though it should be like the Hunger Games. Someone's <laughs> names get pulled and you're just no, like... Whoever gets voted you in, you should, should be for scared. You should be yeah. scared to you, get your name pulled. You're president for the year. You can pick five people to join you. Because let's be honest, it's not like we need a lot of knowledge because one of our no, presidents... No, but it's not like they get voted in anyway. Or a grade six or whatever. Grade three. You see? So, clearly being a president can't be that hard if you can have a grade three fucking brain and you can do it. So, I feel, put all our fucking names in a thing, spin it around, pull out a name, and there you motherfucking go. And after a year, if everybody's happy, they can be like, yay, stay. If not, boo, Wendy, go. Next name. Have a meeting of the world. Have them put, you know how you want to apply for a job? There's Mm. certain requirements you need to fucking have. have. (laughs) Make a list of requirements. And if you do not meet those requirements, sorry. I do do agree with you there. I do feel like job descriptions for any position in parliament. But you need to meet requirements for your fucking party. No, but that's Mm. what I'm meaning. Like if you are wanting to run as a party, if you are running, wanting to end up as a minister whatever you need to have a specific set of requirements let the odds be in your favor put our names yeah. in a fucking hat joe liam neeson this bitch mm-hmm. but I, I think we we digressed enough from the, the original topic yeah, wow. everyone's just pissed off now so yes let's 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 end this debate that took a very 
wow guys it went from a very interesting start to a very interesting middle and a very interesting ending and nothing i don't know how we got here no we we haven't come full circle we're no. just standing and in the middle of nowhere we're really good at coming full circle we just we had left and just stopped somewhere and we were like cool here we are love yeah. love laugh love so the summary of today <laughs> is that you can come to South Africa and our law will protect you. And you can most likely join one of our political parties <laughs> and become part of the problem. But please don't. Welcome. <laughs> please don't. Slay bitches. Have a good weekend, I guess. No, no. Just Sorry about that. That got heated. I'm feeling very tense right now. I feel like I need to go touch some grass. So fuck all you bitches who need to go touch some grass. <laughs> I need to go touch some grass today. Just go go have a nice coffee. <laughs> Make everything I feel better. Coffee. I would say, let me go see my psychiatrist, but we all know how that went. <laughs> Guys, my psychiatrist stopped ghosting me, but he's a puss. So fuck him, we're going to find me a new one. I've just decided to make my mental health journey a part of Thunder Noodle. I love Joyce. <laughs> love you guys. I'll let you know when I find one. Because Cupcake actually had a great recommendation. Wait, we're going to hook a sister up here. So, we're healing in this bitch. <laughs> I hook you up with law. I hook you up with healing. I'm a jack of all trades here. You still don't have a spray bottle for me, though. I know, no, but I feel like we need to get, like, one of those Nerf guns. <laughs> like, shoot bullets, like the foam bullets. Yeah. That, that might be less I think destructive. That, I think that might be better than spraying her with water. Imagine yeah. me sitting next to her and then I just... She's, <laughs> she's a Furby. You don't feed her after midnight or get her wet. Yeah. <laughs> Take breaths, guys. Just breathe. We'll be okay. We're in this Cupcake together. Cupcake does yoga, so maybe you guys should do yoga or something. Yeah. I don't know. S likes to... Scream at Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And watch really weird documentaries about megalodons. And I like to smoke the jazz cabbage. Do, so do, 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 each two there. Do, do, do. Love you guys. And um, I love how you're trying to. <laughs> I should so try to cut you off here. Yeah. I'm cut off. I'm not allowed to say anything. You've any been further. fired. <laughs> I've been fired. Just file me under idiot and I will have a nap. Okay. Just give me a Megalodon documentary and I'll be happy. Next time you have a pretty potty, let me know and I'll get balloons. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. But it's been real. Please it don't hate been. me. I don't hate you. Thank Please don't you. hate me. No, I don't hate you. Go I on. just feel good that I actually got a rant in here as well. Yeah. Like, we all just want to learn. Everyone's always ranting at me. So <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah, I got one too. That's <laughs> you Yeah. That's been real, guys. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.